Bacon. Bacon, 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 bacon again. I'm Dustin Harder, and this is Keep On Cooking. Hello there, and welcome to Keep On Cooking, the world's only podcast dedicated to plant based cookbooks and learning more about the authors who wrote those cookbooks. I'm your host, Dustin Harder, and he's the tangy Caesar dressing to my massaged kale salad. Say hello, Mr. Rossetti. <laughs> hey. Hi. We do love a massaged kale salad with a tangy Caesar dressing. I love a massage. It's so interesting, too, whenever we, you know, if we have guests over and we serve a, a massaged kale salad, people are always still blown away at uh, the difference massaging your kale makes. And I think we'll get to that. You got to liven sure. them enzymes yeah. up. You know what you, I'm saying? You know what? I, sometimes your enzymes are like too stiff. Does that happen? So sometimes? you need to give it a massage. You have to a massage. Give it a massage. Well, David, you're back, 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 back again. I am uh, back again. We're still recovering from COVID land, but we are here. Yeah, still a little, <laughs> but. Um, well, and you kept busy. Before we get into it, we got some exciting things coming up for the Keep On Cooking podcast. David, our producer, my lovely husband, take it away. Yeah, so uh, super excited uh, in my COVID stupor while I had plenty of time on my hands and not going to work. Um, we uh, started a Twitter and a Facebook. I love how you said that in your super. I mean, there were a few days where literally we were. I mean, vegetables, just hazy, foggy, couldn't understand each other, all the things. Shuffling but anyways, eventually house, you but... did come to and you started working on this. Yes. And uh, but but the big thing now is we need you to follow us. So uh, we're having a contest for the next two weeks, um, starting today. This episode's February 1st release and running through February 15th. So right after Valentine's Day, we need your love. Uh, we'll have Dustin's first book, The Simply Vegan Cookbook and His latest book epic vegan quick and easy up for grabs and we'll draw one of each book per platform that's four books total that's crazy so that means you can double your chances if you follow us on both facebook and twitter so we are at keep on cooking pod on both platforms and that is cooking the short fun way to say cooking <laughs> at keep on cooking pod so that's Both it. Both platforms. And just, you know, feel free to pause this episode right now and do it. That's super <laughs> easy. You just got to follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. You're entered in a giveaway to win uh, one of my books. Uh, and I just want to mention Simply Vegan Cookbook. It's on the Forbes list of best vegan cookbooks. Just tossing that out there so you could win a copy of that. You could. Well, listen, that's super exciting, honey. Thanks for doing that. Excited to have more ways to interact with our listeners and maybe find some new up and coming authors out there that you want to share with us, too. Yeah, um, uh, I would say I've started talking to some people on Twitter already, and um, it's kind of nice to to see some of those up and comings and and really new exciting books and authors out there. So um, I'm I'm happy to do it. Exciting. Well, there's never a shortage of vegan cookbook authors these days. Well, That's especially these for days for sure. Sure, and I would love to say, or I don't not love to say, but I might say it's oversaturated. But I think that's I say that in a, almost like a, a a celebratory way. In a good way. I love yeah. that we've got so many vegan cookbook authors available for everybody out there if you're looking for something i just did a podcast interview yesterday it's called the whole health cure podcast and they were asking me about cookbooks and all that stuff because why wouldn't you keep on cooking hello uh 
Hello. And um, I was saying it's kind of amazing that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you were kind of searching for vegan cookbooks. Now there's a vegan cookbook for anything you could possibly want out there. So it, it really is cool to see so many books out on the market. And, and listen, I've been doing a lot of recipe testing lately, moving on from book talk here uh, for PCR. I'm really diving into yep. those recipes that are free from the top nine allergens. So we've been eating a lot. We're going to talk about what we've been eating this week. What have we been eating this week, Mr. Rossetti? Yeah, what did you got? Um, <clears throat> I You did a really, really delicious um, spaghetti uh Bolognese? Yeah, a little bolognese sauce. It was veggie forward. A lot of people do lentils. And I, I, I said, let's take out the lentils and do a veggie forward version. It's got onion, carrots, mushrooms. It's so tasty. So delicious. So delicious. Um, you did a slow cooker Tuscan white bean soup. A little heavy on the rosemary. I might have to revisit that. <laughs> hey, that's why that's why you're recipe testing. Yes, right? yes, 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 exactly. Um, and we tried the Wicked Healthy products yeah, last week. Yeah, you got week. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I because I didn't know. If anyone who listened to last week's episode, we had Chad Sarno on of Wicked Healthy Foods and mm-hmm. Good Catch Foods and Wicked Healthy Cookbook. And I didn't know it was available in Kroger markets as widely as it is. And so I kind of... Got on Instacart when we were sick, actually, and ordered a bunch of ready meals from Wicked Healthy, and they were pretty good. The Smoky Mac, I'm listen, I'm going to be honest, I don't usually talk stuff down, but the Smoky Mac to me wasn't my favorite thing, but the late night noodles? Yeah, that was delicious. Those were delicious, honey. And there's an Asian barbecue sauce uh, that I just used with some pulled uh, jackfruit and mushrooms yesterday. It was super, super tasty. And there's an amazing shiitake ramen ramen broth, which I really just like satiated every need that I had when I had that ramen broth. It was last week and I was still sick and I was like, please give me some ramen. It was so, so yeah, good. That was kind of the perfect kind of uh, products for us to have. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Great time for us to discover it. So go to your Kroger. Lots of Wicked Healthy stuff available. But back to the books. That's what we've been eating. But back to the books. Back to the books. This week, we have Leinana Two Moons. She is the author of the book Baconish. David, can you give us a little book flip? You got the book over there. Flip it open. What are a few recipes that pop out? Ooh, spinach and bacon stuffed shells. Oh, I'm here for that. I, mean, I love me a stuffed shell. I love spinach. Stuffed, I love bacon. Stuffed pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, BLT hot dogs with bacon roumelade. Okay, now. Okay, now. Okay, now. Cute little picture I, David, do you remember the episode I did in New Orleans of the Vegan Roadie? And I went, I can't, I think it's called That Dog. Maybe it's yes, called that? Yes, 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 yes. But yes, yes. they put the strangest things on on hot dogs. And I thought it was so weird. And then we tried them all. We had one with like hummus and a blackberry compote. Oh, it was all was, just so good. That was delicious. Yeah, if you go watch the New Orleans episode of the Vegan Roadie, they do all these different things with hot dogs. And it was, it, first you're like, well, that's weird. And then you try it and you're like, oh, that's actually kind of amazing. Um, I just opened to bacon apple fritters, which uh, I mean, how hello. can that be? Ooh, and bacon and cheddar scones. Ah, love a good scone. Oh, and pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket, which is one hello. that I've actually made from there. That actually might have been one of the, I remember I made it on New Year's Eve. So it must have been, I, I got this book around Christmas time several years ago, made that on New Year's Eve. We had the pigs in a blanket, I posted it on social media. That's when I first started communicating with Leinana, the lovely Leinana. She's so amazing. But I've also made the seitan bacon out of this book, the tofu bacon pigs in a blanket as i mentioned and i've made the sweet and savory bacon jam oh that is good so so tasty we've made it a lot of time for some uh charcuterie board charcuterie board what is that thing on tiktok lately oh my god 
Please this the Shakusa bar. I don't know. It's very funny. However, they say it. Look up charcuterie board on TikTok, y'all, and see what I'm saying. Let's get to it. Leinana Two Moons is a proud longtime vegan, and she is dedicated to creating recipes that are satisfying enough to please anyone. Vegan vegetarian, flexitarian, or hardcore carnivores alike. Yes. Uh, her uh, writing, as well as her photography, have appeared in Leica and Veg News magazines, and her book, Baconish, continues to be the only plant-based cookbook about vegan bacon. She is active in her NYC vegan community and lives in Long Island City, New York, with her husband and two children, who are all vegan. Baconish is her first cookbook, and I'm so excited to talk everything bacon and more with her. Please welcome to the Keep On Cooking family, Leonana Two Moons. When the world was going gaga for carrot bacon, she was working up a variety of plant-based bacons with carrots and more. It's the author of one of my favorite books, Baconish. Please welcome to the podcast, Leonana Two Moons. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. We're going to jump right into your icebreaker question. What is your ideal date night? (laughs) Um, Well, let me start by saying I've been married 15 years and we have two kids. So date nights don't really happen. (laughs) Well, and I knew this about you, which is why I thought I was like, I was like, either she'll have an answer that's like, oh, we do this other time or she'll be like, maybe this and maybe we'll get back to doing that one day. (laughs) So, I mean, my, my version of ideal date night would be, um, lately, like our latest splurge has been to order delivery from Buna cafe, which is the vegan Ethiopian restaurant in Brooklyn. And like miraculously they deliver to our neighborhood. So I am, I love to order like the, you know, it's like the feast for two and Yes, I do like know all the injera bread and um and like nine different dishes to share. So we like uh-huh. get that and spread it all out and eat that and like watch a movie at home in pajamas when I don't have to leave my apartment. <laughs> That's a great date night. I am amazed they deliver all the way over to you. I know, I know, me too. That's fantastic. I can't wait. I'm saying I can't wait because David and I, we're going to move back to New York and then we know that we can get delivery from them wherever. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, My ideal date night is, and it's New York related. Like, honestly, since me and David are just like little Broadway boys, like dinner and a show. And it doesn't have to be like, not like a fancy dinner. Like, I like us to be like getting done with our work day and be like, oh, let's meet real quick here for dinner. And then we'll go to the show. Like, it's just one of my favorite, favorite things that obviously we haven't done in a couple of years now. But yeah. That's my ideal date night. I love yes, it. Yes, that is so fun. And hopefully um, everybody can get back to dinner and a show. Yes. <laughs> Yes, slowly but surely it's happening. Well, uh, we've had the chance to meet in person and hang out a few times right around uh, the time this book was coming out, I yeah. think. Baconish, the listeners. Baconish is the name of it. Uh, but can you fill uh, everyone listening in a bit about, fill them in on your history a little bit, where you grew up and, and how cooking was part of your life and then into veganism? Oh, goodness. Um, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I I. Did definitely did not grow up vegan or even vegetarian for that matter. Um, I grew up with a very meat and potatoes kind of family. Um, I did first go vegetarian uh, 
um, back in high school, I think I was 15 when I first went vegetarian, um, much to the dismay of my parents. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and then for a long time, I kind of went through iterations, like after a trip to Thailand, I started eating fish and seafood again. And then um, I met my now husband. Um, when I met him, I, yeah, I guess I was still eating fish and I was eating dairy, but he had actually been a very long time vegan at that point already. Um, and um, even when we got married, I wasn't vegan yet, but when we moved in together, I mean, I did all the cooking and at home I would only cook vegan. Um, it, it was just easier for me to just cook the same thing for us. But, you know, sure. if we would eat out, like if we go out for brunch, um, I would still get, you know, eggs sometimes or different things. Um, but slowly, just like slowly over time, he didn't, he didn't like convert me or force me or, you know, anything. But over time, I really did start to notice that the less I ate animal products, the better I was starting to feel. Mm-hmm. And like health issues I'd had really my whole entire life suddenly started clearing up. Um, I mean, especially the less dairy I ate, I started noticing like, oh, like if I do have some cheese or if I do have some dairy, that's like a huge reaction, a huge difference. Um, So I started feeling a lot better. And then I, you know, I just kind of started eating less and less animal products. And then I think the real, real clincher for me probably like for a lot of vegans was um, when I watched earthlings mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they, they call it the vegan maker for a reason after, right, right. <laughs> after I watched earthlings, I was, you know, that's when I said like, okay, no more fish, no more seafood, no more dairy, no more. And, you know, that's when I stopped like buying leather and animal products even right. for clothing. And um, from that point on, um, I, I was vegan and then, you know, and, and I mean, my husband was certainly a, a big part of that because he's just so healthy and in such good shape. And, um, you know, he's, he's like a real poster person for veganism. <laughs> Not only is he a poster person for it, he's also, we got to give him a shout because he did, didn't he do the photos for the book? Well, he, he did many of the photos, including the cover photo. So nice. Yes. He helps with a lot of the photography for my book. Yes. So y'all became a little bit of a vegan dream. Team. <laughs> I love Living it. the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's so funny you you mentioned Earthlings and and I think about those those sort of OG documentaries and now we've got ever like we just keep getting more and it's so great to see the progression within the documentaries too of the research and everything just about all the things you're talking about but like health and 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 just the way it benefits everything right. Right? it's so amazing to see and I love that they keep sort of you know with the release of a new documentary every time it's like okay we're updated in our information a little bit yeah and it's so great because you know some some are really focusing on environmental 
environmental issues and some are focusing on health issues and some on animals, but you, you know, you see that it's all, all connected and there are just so many reasons to be vegan. Yeah. All the reasons, right? It's so funny when people ask me now, like, well, what, why did you go vegan? I give my answer. I'm like, but now it's, it's literally everything. Like there's no reason for me not to be, there's not one reason that I am now. It's all the things. All the things. Vegan for all the things. I think I need to make a t-shirt. I'm sure there's one out there that says that already. Well, listen, what is your, do you remember what your first vegan cookbook was that you ever owned? Oh gosh. I'm, I'm pause. Well, oh wait, I was, I was about to say I'm positive. It was, um, like Issa and Terry. Mm -hmm. Um, but now, yeah, no, I think that would have definitely been, um, my first all vegan cookbook. Was it Veganomicon specifically? No, no, way before Veganomicon. But what did they have? Like the post-punk kitchen? Oh, their post-punk kitchen, like the the website yeah, and everything. The OG ah. And then I had the vegan brunch book. Oh my God, that's still, yep. that still might be my all-time favorite vegan cookbook. My copy is like so splattered with batter and stains <laughs> and like dog-eared. Um, well, and we'll give that a shout out to everybody. It's the Issa Chandra Moskowitz Vegan Brunch Cookbook. And there's not that many, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I've done the research on it because I was at one point I was going to push a, a brunch cookbook to publishers. Um, and there's not, that's the only one I can think of that is a strictly vegan brunch cookbook. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. And it surprises me because it's such a, um, that one came out a while ago and it's such a, a hot meal time really. And, and especially in the vegan world, we, we like to get real fun and creative with food. So brunch is like all about that. Definitely. Right? I mean, who doesn't love brunch food? Everybody, everybody does. Come on. Well, I love uh, bacon food and baconish. <laughs> and baconish was released in 2016. And um, when I reached out to you to do the podcast, you said you thought the book was old and maybe not as relevant. And I quickly replied, "Not true. Yeah. This book holds up to this day, and it, it's a really great resource for anyone looking to take actual." animal bacon off their plate. Tell us how you came to the idea of writing Baconish. And if it's not obvious right now for everyone listening, give us a little summary of the book as well. Yeah, well, Baconish is a cookbook. It's um, all different types of vegan bacons, and then um, plenty of recipes using vegan bacon in them. So it's for it's for all those people who say, well, I could never go vegan because bacon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um and that really I mean, I, I write about it in the intro um of the book, but my husband and I we took a trip to Montreal one year. We went up to Montreal and we ate at this cafe. Um and it was the first time I ever had coconut bacon. And I remember like reading the menu and I was like, coconut bacon, that sounds crazy. I 100% have to try that. And so I ordered it and um, I was completely hooked. It blew my mind. And I came back to New York like hell bent on replicating the recipe. They wouldn't, they wouldn't give me the secret 
um, at the cafe and I came back and I like wanted to make it. And I was just like raving to everybody about this coconut bacon I had tried. Um, and you know, back at that time I had my blog, vegan, good things. Um, and so I like made a, I, 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 did the recipe and I posted about it and, you know, it was probably my most popular post on the blog. Um, and you know, it was like at the time sort of a vegan bacon mania was happening, Mm -hmm. coconut bacon and carrot bacons and mushroom bacons and all different kinds of ways. And so I started just like thinking about it more and more. And at first I was kind of, you know, like joking, like, Oh, you know, for all those, you know, bacon lovers and people obsessed with bacon and they think they couldn't go vegan because they can't live without bacon. I should just make a whole entire book all about vegan bacon. (laughs) And I I didn't really think it would actually happen, but (laughs) I did. I did start working on a bunch of recipes and I pitched it and, um, you know, vegan heritage press, um, you know, gave me the offer to publish it. And, you know, I just, I love that it's an answer to those like bacon freaks who, you know, just think there's no life without bacon. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's such an obsession with bacon. There's an obsession culture with bacon. It's bizarre. There really, really, really is. And, you know, but like uh, also another sort of like side, um, I don't know. I like, I don't, I almost said side audience. That's not the right word, but um, another, (laughs) another audience that like it could appeal to is are like people who eat kosher or who don't eat pork. And -hmm. now even they can experience bacon, but without the pig. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's um, inclusive that way too. I, I love that too. I'm working with a uh, physician's committee for responsible medicine now, and we have this program called universal meals and it's, it's void of all animal products, but it's also void of the top nine allergens. So we're offering it to institutions and it's great because people with, you know, different uh, cultural traditions or religions, they don't have to like say anything. They can just eat whatever they want. It's, it's an amazing program. And, it, and it, I love that side of it where it's like, oh, it's all inclusive. Everybody can eat anything they want from here. Yeah. Know? Ah, that's so nice. And I tell you, this bacon obsession, I was working with another chef and we were uh, presenting some stuff to investors for this hotel chain. And they were like, the investors kept saying like, well, but it's not going to smell like bacon in the morning when the guests come in the restaurant. And it was so frustrating to hear that over and over. We were just like, oh my gosh, this obsession. Like they were loving all the food that we were serving, but they kept coming back to like, it's not going to smell like bacon when people walk in. And I was like, oh, it was so frustrating. so frustrating but you know but that's like that's the whole point that people are obsessed with how bacon smells and like the smoky saltiness of bacon it's not that they're craving it's not like i have to have pig you know like they want the saltiness they want the smokiness they want like the mouthfeel like the crispy kind of fat mouthfeel and you can replicate that without 
animals. And you you do a great job. And it's, so let's dive in from the jump. You give a great intro on fl- the flavors of bacon, like you're speaking of in the texture, all the things we can do with vegan bacon, reasons to eat animal-free bacon, ingredients and equipment we will need, and also a nice page on all the reasons we have to love pigs and not eat them. <laughs> and we jump right into the next chapter, which is Meet the Bacons from Seitan Tofu and Tempeh Bacon to more vegetable-forward bacons like carrot, shiitake, and egg plant with some items like that lovely coconut bacon you spoke of and chickpea bacon in here as well. What are a couple of your favorite bacons uh, or bases, What your favorite bases from the vegan bacons from the Meet the Bacons chapter? Oh my gosh, how many times can I say bacon? We're going to say it so many times now. I just got tongue-dyed. Bacon. What are a couple of your favorite bases to make vegan bacon with? I mean, so... To start with, I mean, the coconut bacon will always be my absolute favorite bacon because the coconut flakes have that, that like the oil in the coconut gives it that sort of fatty mouthfeel. And like when the flakes crisp up, it's just like crispy, fatty bacon. I just, I love it so much. It will always be my favorite bacon recipe. I can hear the love in your heart for this <laughs> coconut bacon when you speak it's of it. It's just like, it's such a mind blower because people, you know, until they experience it and taste it, it just sounds like coconut bacon. Come on. Like that can't be like real bacon, you know, but it's just, it's so surprising and I love it so much. Um, it is a good one. What's a, what's a, what's a second a second love of yours. <laughs> My second favorite bacon. Um, I would have to say probably the mushroom, the different mushroom bacons, um, because, you know, mushrooms already have a lot of umami. Um, and, you know, they also are really good at absorbing the flavors and seasonings. So, um, and, you know, and they can crisp up really nicely also. So I, I love those. And I'm not, am I, I see in here a king trumpet, trumpet mushroom bacon and a shiitake mushroom bacon. I'm not missing any, right? right. Those are the two beauties we right. got. Oh, great. I do love a shiitake uh, bacon. I haven't tried the king Trump, trumpet one. I'm sure it's delicious. Well, though, are, so I'll have to try that yeah, too. Yeah, those are great because the king trumpet mushrooms are so big. So you can get those nice big slices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see that the picture in here is so great too. Uh, and after we meet the bacons, uh, this book jumps into putting all of the bacons to use in different recipes. So the chapter after meet the bacons starts off with a bang with breakfast chapter, sort of a little toss up with brunch here. One of our favorite topics already. Uh, it's got items like bacon stuffed French toast. Hello, 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 everybody. Yes, this microphone is on. I said it. Bacon stuffed French toast, biscuits and bacon gravy, breakfast tacos. Tacos, eggless McMuffins, and of course, I have to mention the maple bacon donuts and bacon cinnamon rolls. What is a breakfast item in here you would tell someone to try for the first time who just picked up this book? Well, one well, one of the recipes you did not mention that it's actually my favorite are, are the quiche recipes. Nice. The, the vegan quiche recipes, um, the quiche Lorraine that has like bacon and cheese in it. So, uh, you know, I did mention I was not always vegan. And at one point I really did love eating eggs, especially quiche. I lived in Paris for a long time. I love quiche. Um, 
<laughs> so I, <laughs> I worked really, really hard. I made so many versions of the quiche recipe until I got the texture, just how I wanted it. Um, and so, uh, you know, I love, I love it because it's like kind of a custardy soft texture. Um, sure. that reminds me of like real, like eggy, um, quiche. So I love that. And it, you know, it uses tofu and cashews, um, some miso paste and other things, but it's really not a hard recipe. Most of the ingredients just go into your blender or food processor, and then you pour it into your crust. So it's actually really easy to make. And I just, I love it. That's one of my favorites. I mean, I can say that for almost, I mean, all the recipes I've made in this book, and when I flip through, they're all, they all, for the most part, look like one pagers and very accessible, easy ingredients. So that is something you've got the jump on. And it also sounds like, you know, your quiche game. So I think everybody at home, you can trust this uh, quiche recipe here. Uh, the next soup is the uh, chapter is the soups chapter. It's got a loaded baked potato soup with Bacon, a natural fit in this book. Smoky split pea soup with bacon. Corn chowder with that coconut bacon. And baconish bean chili, just to name a few. And that takes us into the salads chapter. Vegans do love their salad, I proudly proclaim, contrary to popular belief. Is there a salad in here that is still a go-to for you that you've, you've made the most since you wrote this book? Yes, I love the broccoli and tempeh bacon salad. That's my favorite one. My friend Wendy um, helped me a lot. She contributed uh, this recipe and it's so good. It's like a little bit sweet and savory because it has the raisins and there's some agave in the dressing, but it's like crunchy and sweet and savory. And it's just, it's so good. It's so good. I love that. Sounds like it's got all the makings for a love affair with a salad. For And for everyone thinking this is just uh, leafy greens, fret not, there is a German-style potato salad with bacon in this chapter. But I personally have my eye on the wedge salad with vegan blue cheese and cob salad with eggplant bacon. What's the blue cheese made out of in this book? So the blue cheese, it's a combination of vegan mayo, lemon juice, miso paste, apple cider vinegar, nooch, some kelp, tahini, garlic and onion powder. So it kind of it has a lot of that like funk, like the funky. Yes. Yeah, yeah, blue yeah. cheese dressing. Um, and it's like, it's kind of sounds like a weird combination of ingredients, but it's so good. And like, you know, that good sort of tangy funkiness on there. You know, I have a, a, a vegan blue cheese in my second book. And when you listed those ingredients, some of them are similar. And when I think about it, I'm like, wait, I guess we should just give any to like to any new vegan who's curious what they need to stock their pantry up. Be like, look, here's a blue cheese recipe. It's literally got all these new ingredients. It's like the the five new ingredients you're going to come to know and love. Just stock your pantry up with these. Yes, definitely. Because as you listed it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. So like, if you're new to veganism out there, you're going to want to grab those items there right now. Definitely. And we've got the sandwiches chapter next. What are a couple of your favorite sandwiches to make? From well, here? you know, I'm going to say the coconut bacon BLT. 
(laughs) (laughs) I mean, you just simply can't beat that. I, you can't resist it. You can't resist it. I love the coconut bacon. And also I love Veginase so much. (laughs) Absolutely. Like how can you beat anything with coconut bacon and Veginase on it? Um, another, and I love, I love the Reuben sandwich, um, that I have with tempeh bacon, sauerkraut and kimchi to give it a little kick. Um, that's a super good. I love that extra added little touch to it. Is that the spicy touch? Cause it says the smoky, spicy Reuben-ish sandwich. Yes. The spicy is from the kimchi. Um, you know, because mo- usually Rubens have sauerkraut on them, right? You know, kimchi is—it's just Korean sauerkraut. It's spicy and it's fermented cabbage, so it adds that extra, that extra little oomph to your Ruben. I don't find that I love kimchi always by itself, but when it's on things, like when it's part of a dish or a sandwich or something, I love it. And this sounds so tasty with all the different uh, flavors in there with the smoky and spicy and everything. It sounds so good. Yeah. And you know, with the, especially if you're not like a real kimchi lover with like the kind of creamy dressing, Mm -hmm. it's good to sort of balance out that like sharp kimchi flavor. So yeah, that works really well together. Do you have a brand of vegan kimchi that you buy that you love that you can share with our listeners? Oh gosh, I I want to say it's called Mom's Kimchi. Okay. Have, is that what it is? I can like picture I, the label, but I can't. It's Is it mother-in-law's kimchi? Oh, maybe mother. Is it a jar yes. or there's one called Magic? No, it's mother-in-law. Mom. No. Okay, there we Close. go. Mother-in-law's kimchi. Yes, there we that's go. it. I mean, close. Hey, and that's why I was like, wait, maybe it was Madge because that's one word. That's one word. So who knows? Are there any sandwiches in here uh, that your kids love that you've made for your kids and they really like in this? Chapter? Oh my god! So my son Bodie is like, okay, he is a total bacon lover. Like, if, if we weren't vegan, he would be one of those people who would say like, oh my God, I could never be vegan because of bacon, um, which is very ironic. So he loves just like grilled cheese with any form of vegan bacon on it. Is there a, I haven't asked you this curious too, out of the meat, the bacons, is there like a bacon that you find yourself like, is there one you make the most or like keep in the house, like as a staple? I know for me, I've got a recipe for quinoa bacon bits that I love. And when I make them, I make a whole bunch and we just, we go through them because we put them on salads and everything. Is there one for you like that in this book that you keep around a lot? Um, you know, I like, it would either be the coconut bacon or the tempeh bacon. That tempeh bacon is really easy. And I don't know. It, it, Maybe I'm just kind of nostalgic because like we would always buy the light life, um, like tempeh bacon. Right. Um, right. so it just has kind of like a familiar, like comfort kind of feeling for me. Um as I asked that though, I was I was like, wait a minute, she's gonna say coconut bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, but- I haven't made the coconut bacon in a while. We kind of went overboard on it and like 
I understand. Got a little tired, so I, I I have taken a little bit of a break from the coconut bacon. I have no doubt in my mind it'll make a return, you know. Uh, and we've got the sides chapter next. It's it's a winner with options like Brussels sprouts with bacon and shallots and cauliflower bacon gratin. Can you tell us about the cauliflower bacon gratin, my dear? Yes. Well, I mean, I I love mac and cheese. I love cheesy potatoes. I love mm-hmm. kind of any version of like cheesy sauce baked stuff (laughs) so the cauliflower it's like um it does definitely have that very comforting like homey kind of feeling to it it's really comforting and creamy but the cauliflower lightens it up a bit I think like it doesn't feel so heavy um but it still is like really satisfying and homey and warm it's one of the things I love about cauliflower. Um, you know, it's really in the last five years taken off. You can do so much with it, but like you can make a full, like what used to be like maybe a heavy casserole with right. it and just be satiated. You can like eat a nice big portion of it and like enjoy it and pair it with like some sort of vegan cheese sauce and it's creamy and delicious and very satiating. I love that about cauliflower. Right. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Cauliflower is really having a moment. Like, everything it's been having it (laughs) everything is 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 cauliflower now it is it really is and i love it people do like cauliflower steak and i'm like there's no such thing it's a slice of cauliflower (laughs) like i mean i'm i don't need to have a steak it's fine but it's not a steak like but uh we've also got in this chapter we've got bacon fried rice bacon wrapped asparagus and smoky barbecue bacon baked beans hello and the next chapter is the mains chapter from the top here we have what is a household favorite in our home uh tofu bacon carbonara so creamy and delicious and tofu bacon is perfect for a carbonara Mm -hmm. but you go a step further and you give us a second carbonara in this book with a butternut squash carbonara with bacon and sage i appreciate the inspo here and elevating the traditional carbonara a bit what are a couple recipes from the mains chapter that have been crowd pleasers for you maybe some options someone might serve to dinner guests yeah well um as you mentioned i i do love the butternut squash carbonara it's like so just luscious and smooth um but but like it's not heavy it's not like a gut buster you don't feel like you ha- you've eaten a brick afterwards um and it and the butternut does give it that lovely like you know light orange yellow I also love the pasta with leeks and bacon. That's another really like comforty pasta dish. Um, What else in there? The flam, the flam kuchen. (laughs) I don't know if I'm saying that right. Flam kuchen. I was like, bless you. Are you okay? (laughs) That is the Alsatian bacon and onion tart. So it's basically I know, those words. I know right? it's basically like, I guess it's kind of a white pizza. It has like a creamy, okay. creamy, like base on the crust. Um, and then with tons, just tons of onion um, and little slivers of bacon on top. That is really, really delicious. And what kind of bacon does it call for on that recipe? So, and that one, I use tofu bacon. 
So you can cut it into tiny little like lardons, like the little slivers. Um, but I mean, you can use absolutely any bacon you want. Well, and did you find in these recipes, do you sometimes do you give like, I felt like I saw one today, you give do you give more than one option of the kind of bacon you can use? Or do you stick to one usually for one recipe? Yeah. Or how did how did that? I mean, out? in the in the cookbook, I generally recommend like which bacon to use. But um, definitely, it's interchangeable, you can use whichever bacon versions you want. Um, in any of these recipes. So yeah. Well, let's, let's close it out the best way with the chapter sweets and such sweets are always the best. I love a savory and sweet combination. And this chapter is full of them. Thanks to the bacon element, peanut butter, bacon, cookies, chocolate, peanut, bacon, truffles, bacon, wrap dates, sweet and savory bacon jam and coconut panna cotta with salted maple caramel sauce hello 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 (laughs) what's a couple sweets for you that had to make it into this book hands down you knew when you started writing it they would be oh i mean 100 percent the elvis cupcakes that's like Mm. the peanut butter banana bacon combination i mean come on so good (laughs) it's it's a win-win always win 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 um i i love really like anything peanut buttery um and banana with like the coconut bacon flakes on top so for just that like hint of salty baconishness is that a word yeah it, hello it's the name of the book it's your word it's literally your well, I word made it, i said baconishness that's the sequel to this book but yeah those are awesome cupcakes my my kids love those too perfect well i love it that that is baconish everybody make sure you get a copy are you ready for your rapid fire baker's baker's dozen round of questions oh goodness i'm a little scared but yeah i'm ready (laughs) you're gonna be perfectly fine others have made it through unscathed before i have all the faith in you um and the first one starts out with sweets like we were just talking about cupcakes or donuts oh cupcakes favorite spice to cook Mm, um beret beret the ethiopian spice mix delicious what's your favorite store-bought vegan bacon Oh, um, oh my God. What's it called? It's the Satan bacon and oh it's like I'm so bad with remembering names. <laughs> what kind of box? Maybe I can it help. comes in like the slice it. It's like oh we got sweet earth, Uptons. What else do we got? Not sweet earth. Well, you know what? It's okay. We don't have to say a brand. We'll say the Satan store-bought vegan bacon is your favorite. Satan variation. Oh, Sweet Earth. Yeah, it is the Sweet Earth. The sweet Earth. There bacon. we go. That's the one we we like keep on hand at home. And if you could start a charity, what would it be for? Oh, wow. Goodness. That's a big one. That went deep. <laughs> that went deep. <laughs> Even surprised me and I wrote it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. If I could start a charity, um, it would be, okay. So there's a big issue of, um, food deserts, particularly on indigenous reservations. Um, and so I would 
start a charity that would bring healthy, fresh food to indigenous reservations in North America. That is an excellent choice. We will manifest it. The next question is not as deep, I promise. Pineapple or mango? Oh, pineapple. Favorite kind of apple? Hmm. Um, Fuji. Mm, A morning must in your routine. Oh, coffee, 100%. Yes. What celebrity, dead or alive, would you like to have vegan brunch with? Prince. Yeah, so good. Very good. Uh, Favorite brunch item on that note? I love a vegan omelet. Nice. Hot sauce or barbecue sauce? Hot. Hottest. The hottest hot sauce. (laughs) <laughs> waffles or pancakes waffles favorite shape of pasta oh um ramen <laughs> good answer must have tool in the kitchen uh wooden spoons very good and i'm giving you a bonus since you're in nyc a favorite NYC vegan restaurant. You can name one, two, three, one, or just whatever pops into your mind. Oh first. my God. Um, I already mentioned Boone Cafe for Ethiopian food. Um, I love, and I second that. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> I love OO and co for vegan pizza. Yes. I second that too. Oh, you're going to make me cry. I shouldn't have asked this question. Um, and lately at work, I've been ordering lunch from a newish place called New Leaf and they have like really yummy bowls and salads and sandwiches and things. Perfect. Listen, you did it. You made it through. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Perfect. Well, listen, Leinana, please tell everyone where they can find you and keep up with your food adventures on social media. Oh, goodness. So I, um, my, my blog, Rest in Peace, is no longer with us, but you can definitely follow Vegan Good Things on Instagram. And there I will post yummy things that I cook or eat out and about in the city. Perfect. Well, listen, everyone, this book makes a fantastic gift or addition to your own collection of cookbooks. Go get Baconish, Sultry and Smoky plant-based recipes from BLTs to bacon mac and cheese everywhere books are sold. Leinana, always a pleasure, my dear. Thank you for taking the time to chat. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to catch up with you. Bacon. Bacon, 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 bacon. Bacon, bacon, bacon. I mean, what a great idea for a book to be centered around something that so many people like, especially vegans um, who, who want that kind of smoky, salty, bacon-ish fix. I mean, this this book is a, a, a versatile tool with bacon as toppings, baking in it, baking fully involved. In yeah, and I love it. it. It creates not just for the vegan out there, but for the non-vegan who is like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I'm never going to be able to live without my bacon. This is a book for them to pick up. It's got a great price point on it. The photos are nice and it uh, will be a resource for years to come if you pick it up and you have it in your kitchen. And I I also love the way she utilizes the bacon. I I can't wait to try some of the full entrees from here. That butternut squash carbonara with bacon and Mm. sage for starters. Hello. And hello, sweet tooth peanut butter bacon cookies. I'm here for it. Yes. Yes. Please. David's like, yes to all those things. Why I are love, we still on these why, microphones? Why, why let's, are we let's making bake. this? Let's cook. Um, uh, what do we got? What do we got for Dustin's dish let's this week? What do we got? Dustin's dish. Oh, well, 
Uh, basically, I want to tell you, we talked about it already. I'm going to tell you, massage your kale. We all know kale is one of the tougher greens to chew. And if you aren't sauteing it, you really need to give it a good massage. With whatever dressing or fat you have, an oil or even just straight up avocado, you can massage avocado into it. It's a little like pinch of salt and a little like avocado in there and just massage the avocado into it this helps break down uh it's tough and fibrous texture so it's easier to chew as well and it makes it more digestible get your hands dirty or grab some gloves and give your kale a good old rub down Mm. and then as always since we're on the bacon episode add bacon to your salad you can use anything from baconish or i have a great recipe for quinoa bacon bits in my book epic vegan and soon there will actually be a recipe up on the interwebs the net for buckwheat bacon bits via my job at PCRM at universalmeals.org. So we'll have that uh, bacon bits recipe up there in the next couple months for you. Which inside sources report, aka me, the buckwheat bacon bits are just as delicious as the quinoa Mm -hmm. bacon bits. I mean, I would say those quinoa bacon bits are beyond a staple in our home, and and I pretty much throw them on like anything. Yeah, I mean, um, I have to double the recipe now when I make it. Because, I mean, it just it's one of those containers along with the hemp parmesan. The hemp parmesan, yeah, those are two things we always keep. Here. Just always keep. You can just toss it anything, pastas, salads. Um, it's just amazing. Yeah, and that, those two items, the hemp parm and the bacon bits, are available in my book, Epic Vegan. But okay, we plug my books enough on this episode. Enough. Listen, friends, we're so grateful for you joining us today. Please tell everyone you know about the podcast. We love sharing all these vegan cookbooks with you. If you don't mind sharing this episode today and rating, reviewing, and subscribing to keep on cooking, we'd be so grateful. And please even keep it small just really like get in there and share this link with just one friend you think might be able to uh, be interested in it or maybe share it with someone you don't think would be interested in it. maybe you'll be surprised and they'll give it a listen maybe maybe they will um and then uh, and don't forget our uh contest so follow at keep on cooking pod on both twitter and facebook to double your pleasure double your fun oh, uh, for oh. the contest um before february 15th that is the cutoff day to be entered to win uh one of dustin's cookbooks yes look at that facebook and twitter you can chat a lot with david on there i'll pop in from time to time too so keep on cooking twitter and facebook get on over there we'll be back next week with a brand new episode until then keep on cooking and remember it's nice to be nice this has been a muzzy cat production (laughs) 